Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 105. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back. It's the Friday of a long weekend and a favorite weekend for many, the 4th of July. It's my favorite for sure. Fireworks, grilling, which represents celebration and freedom. My hope is that you're experiencing freedom no matter where you're at or what you're doing. And thank you to all who are working. I had a concept outlined today and then scratched it. Like it's fun to be an entrepreneur and simply change direction. Nothing is set in stone, everything is malleable when there's a good reason to support it. Which leads to today's topic, loneliness, and what can be learned from it. I'll share what I've learned, and this is rather recent learning. As a reminder, I lead a real life too, filled with rainbows, daisies, thorns, broken glass, and everything in between. Loneliness is common and so rarely talked about because it brings up all the feels, the ones we don't care for, like sadness, guilt, shame, isolation, regret. It feels so personal. We did something wrong. We caused this. It's our fault. And all the other stuff we tell ourselves, the stuff that we can't outrun, the stuff we can't stay busy enough to avoid. Yeah, that's me too. Loneliness. In looking up the definition, it's sadness because one has no friends or company. But I don't think that's what we experience as high achievers. It's not a lack of people around. There's plenty of people around all of us. I think the sadness comes from a few different things. The first one is telling ourselves things like, I don't fit in. I don't belong here. People don't understand. I can't be who I really am. And all of those things are so painful. Like, do you hear the pain within them? Do you hear how isolating they are? It's easier to stay alone and wall ourselves off than it is to do anything else. Sadness comes from what we tell ourselves, and our mind looks for all the reasons it's true, and also looks for the comments from other people to support what we're thinking, the comments that invite our own judgment and comparison, or the comments that we think represent other people judging us. Here's a second reason for loneliness. When we modify who we are to be around other people, when we abandon parts of ourselves, either temporarily or permanently, the parts that we think other people won't understand or embrace, the parts that make us unique, that bring life to our life. Craig was enlisted in the army and became a Sergeant E5 when I was working on reapplying to medical school. And the function that I attended with the other spouses I did a lot of sitting, smiling, nodding. You can picture this, right? You do it too. And feeling very alone, a lack of connection, even a lack of understanding with or for others. There were random comments when I would add something or say something. Comments like, that's nice. You're so lucky. (laughs) You've got it so easy. You don't have kids, so you can do whatever you want being a fish out of water, loneliness, lonely yet surrounded by plenty of people who were living a different life experience, 
And culturally, they all seem so similar, what they talked about, what they did, what their interests were. And I told myself, I don't belong. I don't fit in. These aren't my people. Loneliness. I thought it was fascinating and tried to adapt, like leaving home the parts of me that I enjoyed, (laughs) like the drive, the ambition, the desire to do something bigger, like bigger than I can imagine, and to share the experience I'd had up to that point in my early 20s. Those parts had to stay home. They didn't seem welcome. They separated me from the group, at least in my eyes they did. And it was lonely. Like I felt it. I didn't understand it, but I felt it when it was happening. I only knew that it took incredible energy to be at these events and I'd leave depleted and I'd much rather stay home. Coping to fit in or at least to not stand out. And it's not just me. So many of us do it. We abandon parts of ourselves when there's uncertainty on how others will respond. When we hold a belief that we can only share what others see as acceptable. When we work to be what we think others need us to be or want us to be. When we try or don't want to upset the status quo or upset tradition. And when we answer that personal desire to, quote, see people just be happy, end quote, So we change ourselves into what we think they want or think they need, which is a very long way of saying we are people pleasers. Loneliness because we're operating at a level far beneath who we really are. And really loneliness because we've lost touch with our whole self. After our son was born, we attended an extended family event. We were told that our son could be there. He was an infant but we really couldn't make a fuss about him or talk about him because there was another couple there who had a pregnancy loss. Loneliness despite being surrounded by people. Loneliness from my compliance with that request. The willingness to follow that instruction and abandon my enthusiasm because that's what was expressed as the standard. Loneliness for abandoning me and attending rather than being alone as our family of three. It's fascinating to sit and explore this topic right now. Here's my belief put into words today. Loneliness is a lack of deep connection to ourselves. And it's a lack of true acceptance of ourselves. It's holding on to beliefs that we are flawed and we have to hide some parts, many parts maybe, of ourselves because we're not whole. Or those other three words, we aren't enough. Here's a contrast on being around others, needing to be around others to fill the void in our life or validate our existence because of loneliness, or being around people to share an enhanced life. There is no loneliness. How many times have you abandoned a part of yourself, either being told that it was unwelcome or deciding for yourself it wasn't safe or welcome? It's not safe to be all of you. It's not safe to share your thoughts and ideas. It's not safe to want for different or more than the people around you because they won't understand and the comments will come and the chastising will come. Have you also been told how to behave so that others don't feel bad? Don't share your successes, that's bragging. Don't share what you dream about because others will feel bad. Don't stand out, don't take a stand. Just smile, be quiet. Be nice. How often have you heard that one? I think it's a code for be less and fit in. And I say that smiling. 
Loneliness comes from downplaying our voice, our gifts, our desires in an effort to fit in, to be accepted for the parts of us that we do share. When I'm coaching high achievers, at some point the conversation becomes breaking the habit of being what we think others need, to stop adjusting or accommodating, to stop losing ourselves or leaving parts of ourselves at home, all to start developing the habit of being ourselves, being seen, being enough, figuring out who we are, not who we're capable of being, figuring out what we want, like what we really want, not what we're willing to do so that others are happy. Physicians in particular, we know how to be what other people need. We know how to go without sleep, without eating, without hydrating, without using the bathroom. We know how to gently ask questions around behaviors like smoking or drinking so that the patient isn't offended. We know how to smile and nod at the screaming family member. We know how to endure, and most of the time not take it personally. It works professionally, accommodating, adjusting to meet the patient's needs. I personally believe in it, helping them feel more comfortable so that we can make medical decisions based on what's really going on in their life, rather than being told what they think is the right answer or what I want to hear. Many years ago, I had a patient with refractory diabetes and hypertension, meaning that neither condition was well-controlled or even controlled, despite multiple medications and insulin. And we worked on this for a year. They followed up regularly. They shared the logs of their blood pressure, blood sugar readings. And after a year, it came out what was really happening. They were sexually assaulted and they didn't feel safe. They were barely functioning and medicine wasn't a priority. And they lost a large part of themselves and felt very alone and very afraid. There's a reason for creating a safe environment as a physician. It's in service to others so that a patient's truth can be expressed when they're ready. It was a year for this patient and every patient is unique. Until that information was shared, I had no idea. And that's even with kindness and gentleness and patience. So I'm not talking about changing who we are in a professional setting. At work, it's not about me. It's about the person I serve and maintaining professionalism to help with their health. What I'm referring to is the rest of our lives. We cope as humans. We reduce ourselves to not stand out and to not brag. It is so ingrained to not stand out. And we do it well. We forget that we even accomplished anything. And it can be very uncomfortable when the spotlight is on us. It goes against that. Don't stand out. Don't brag. We abandon parts of ourselves that we believe are unsavory. We abandon parts of ourselves that others have told us that's not welcome. That doesn't fit in. You can't do that. You can't be that. This behavior of being what others need us to be or only sharing what is safe, it simply becomes an easier way of functioning, except we lose because it comes at our own expense. High achievers, we know how to lessen ourselves so that others are comfortable, and that is loneliness, abandoning our whole self, usually not recognizing that it's happening only to wake up one day and really not know who you are. 
how you got here, what you want, or why you've spent your whole life working to this. And that's feeling incredibly alone. That's loneliness. This episode is offered as an opportunity for you to identify loneliness in your life and see other possibilities of where it is coming from, to see that you really are in control. Chances are that it's not a lack of people around you. It's who you become and what parts of you are left behind to be around others. It's taking only part of you wherever you go and forgetting the whole you, forgetting there is a whole you, forgetting you don't have to hide, and forgetting that you create your own safety. It's either forgetting it or maybe not trusting it. I want to pause for a moment. If you're in an unsafe environment, help is available. No matter who you are or where you're at, people of all jobs and incomes and education levels and walks of life experience a lack of safety or experience violence. And there are resources waiting to help you. They're local or national and they're waiting to help you. You may feel alone. You may feel all kinds of things. And there are people waiting for your call who have resources to set you free. I pause here because each year I read about physicians who are murdered by their spouse and it's heartbreaking. So you're not alone. There is help and it works. Overcoming loneliness is a lot like overcoming any challenge. First, it's recognizing the self-talk and seeing how that talk is either adding or subtracting from your quality of life. If it's things like, I don't fit in, I don't belong, it's probably subtracting. And it's one way of thinking about it, the circumstances, or you. And here's what you can do. You can ask, is it really true? Is it really true that I don't fit in? Is it really true that I don't belong? Or are these simply judgments that are keeping you from meeting others or sharing your whole self? It's acceptance of yourself for who you are and who you are not. Note, I'm not saying who you can be, but who you truly are and who you are not. This is optimizing the self-talk so that when the natural tendency thinking comes up, such as I'm not good enough, I don't belong, you can simply smile and not dwell. You can see these as humorous and move on. It's a commitment to living a whole life. Each part of you is welcome. There is no hiding. It's unnecessary and it's not even an option. It's discerning every request of you. Asking yourself, is it in alignment with being my whole self? And you'll know based on how you feel from the request. Not the self-talk, not the self-judgment, but the request itself. You'll know if it's something you believe in. You'll know if it's how you want to spend time. You'll know, looking at the energy that's going to be required, say it's to an attendant event, versus the energy you're going to get back in return. And you'll know how likely you are to show up as a whole person 
versus someone that has to hide parts of you. And then you can give yourself permission to say yes or no. My belief is that loneliness represents a lack of deep connection within ourselves. It's normal to cope with it and modify ourselves to fit in with others. That's a temporary solution. A better way ahead is through acceptance, cleaning up the self-talk, which means the judgment and comparison, having appreciation for what makes us unique, and creating a commitment to living a whole life. And then there isn't a possibility of being lonely because we have our own back and we always fit in and we treasure ourselves and we discern which environments to be in and which ones to say no to. Loneliness and being alone are completely different. One is a place of not enough and the other is a place of more than enough. Choose to see yourself as whole and express yourself as whole and be around others because it adds value to your life. So what can we learn from loneliness? It's about us and there's something we can do about it. My friends, live a whole life. It's not easy. Most people aren't doing it. And that is what makes you unstoppable. It's also a lot more fun. I'm sending you so much love and a high five. And I truly look forward to seeing you next time. By the way, on Instagram, follow me at Dina George MD and tag me. What are you up to? What kind of unstoppable things are you thinking about or doing? I'd love to know. Ciao. Create clarity and simplicity with all of your marketing so that the people you serve know how you can help them. As a StoryBrand certified guide, I help physicians create this to launch or grow any type of business. Sign up for a consult call with me at georgemdcoaching.com.